Hey everyone, welcome to the SCB Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated of South Florida. And uh, we are very excited to be back with you once again. Excited mostly because the Steelers went into Cleveland and beat the Browns on Sunday. <laughs> 15 to 10 uh, in what can only be described as a classic AFC Central game. Uh, even though it's now the AFC North now, but my goodness, that was a slobber knocker if I've ever seen one. And there's a lot to talk about with that. There's a lot to talk about since then. And of course, there's stuff to talk about heading into the Monday night game against the Bears, whom I'll mention, we are O for our last three against, believe it or not. Um, it's hard to believe that. But anyway, joining me tonight uh, are Ian, and we are really thrilled to have Ellie back with us tonight as well. Uh, she has been a uh, longtime host and contributor with us here on the podcast and um, easily the biggest Troy Palomalu fan on the planet. Yes. Um, and I noticed <laughs> right away that I forgot to do something. I forgot to take that stupid gray bar. So it's cutting off the top of my head. Um, People so aren't missing anything. No, there certainly aren't. Um, in fact, I just bought a new uh, uh, bald head uh, uh, electric shaver. I'm absolutely in love with it. The thing takes like 30 seconds. It's just, it's glorious. Uh, they, they, they should have invented these things much sooner. But, um, okay, initial thoughts here. Um, Ellie, you, you saw the game on Sunday. Uh, the Steelers go into Cleveland. Uh, first of all, what were your expectations? Did, did you feel like we you know, we're going to win. We could win. Were you just hopeful of a good game? What was your expectation on Sunday? I was definitely, I always go into every game hopeful that we'll win. Um, I think knowing that Baker was a little beat up um, and such was not that I hope for injury, but, you know, sure. sometimes you have to have these things play to your advantage. And I certainly thought that did play towards an advantage for us. Um, but I definitely thought the game was exactly as any AFC North game. Like if you were to say, what is a typical AFC North game? That was it. Yeah. It was a whole lot of stuff for not a lot of points. And that's exactly what that game was. That's a good way to put it. Um, a whole yeah. lot of stuff for not a lot of points. I like that. Yeah. Ian, what, what did you take away from uh, Sunday's little adventure to Cleveland? Yeah, that was kind of the like quintessential Steelers game. You know, I talked about it last week where, you know, the the game of being, you know, you're like, they're not doing anything, so I'm mad. And then they do something and you're happy and then you're mad again. So <laughs> yep. you let the other team back in it and then you're mad roller at the coaster. refs and yep. the, the roller coaster <laughs> ride. And this was kind of that game where you were like, all right, I think they can win. And then they did something so dumb that you're like, this is the dumbest thing they've ever done, which we've all said about 30 times in yeah. a season anyways. Oh, yeah. You know, that, you know, you always, they always find new ways to do something dumb this time around. It was yep. running a fake field goal at the end of the half when they were going to get the ball after halftime in a game where points were at a premium and getting your kicker killed and not having a backup <laughs> plan at kicker. Um, so all that aside, then you're like, okay, there's no way they can win this game, right? Especially when the Browns came out, scored a touchdown, they're down 10 to three. You're like, we don't have a kicker. We can't score. Our offense yeah. can't score points. Like, there's there's no way. And then they found a way to win the game anyways, <laughs> despite missing two two-point conversions and winning by a completely bizarre score. But, like, you know, typical Steelers, right? They, they never make it easy on us. No. But it, it was a game that they probably should have lost and they wound up winning. And then they have games that they probably should win and wind up losing. And, you know, yes. just yeah, that's what I, this team is. It was funny because, you know, when Boswell, excuse me, when Boswell went out and it was obvious he was out, 
Okay. Cause it, you saw it just like I did. He was out. Um, and they showed Harvin kind of warming up and, and it's like, okay, here's what's going to happen. This was going through my mind. We're going to hang right into this game. We're going to get within two or three points. We're going to get the ball all the way down the field. We're going to need a field goal and we're going to have to go for it on fourth down and not get it. And we're going to lose this stupid game because we don't have a kicker. Yep. And I was so glad that that's not what happened. And, and part of me was just glad that we won, but I was also glad for Mike Tomlin because he was really going to have to answer for that yeah. <laughs> either way, but it was really going to be bad if it came down the way I thought it was going to. Yeah. Um, so, so let's talk about that. Cause that's, that's kind of the elephant in the room. Um, Ellie, you're enjoying the game. Uh, the Steelers get the ball to open the second half. They've got the ball with a chance to score at the end of the first half. Fake field goal. What's going through your mind? A lot of things I can't it's really okay say. To swear. <laughs> um, yes, it, it yeah. is R-rated. Yeah, you're right. Well, I'll stick to as clean as possible, but I was thinking what an absolute fucking jug that was. The worst thing about it was when the angle of the camera, as he did it, mm -hmm. you saw from behind him a sea of orange. <laughs> and as soon as I saw it, I was like, fuck, what was that? What was the point? And then when he did throw it, he came so far at that shot when that guy hit him, it was like he just whoop, popped up. <laughs> and I was like, oh, so he just died for nothing. Killed him for absolutely no reason. And then they kept playing it over and over again, that moment where he tripped over on top of someone. And it did look like a helmet hit. Unintentional, yeah. I'm sure, but it did look like helmet to helmet contact. Contact? contact? That's the word. Um, that? Yeah. And uh, I just, uh, horrified. And the fact that you're right, we had the ball at the next, uh, at the start of the of the half, of the second half. And I believe we got the ball back with time to spare and we took a knee. So what was the point yeah. in what, what yeah. if you initially went for something kind of dangerous, kind of risky mm -hmm. for points, but then you didn't even attempt points the very next drive. I don't understand what the purpose was then. Was it just to try something and then completely fall back and say no, no points? I don't, I, I thought that was That's a great bizarre. point. No, it's a really good point. I don't think enough people talked about that. We had two timeouts left. You know, yep. what, what was there? I'm going to guess maybe 28 seconds. Not a right, ton of time, seconds. but two or three throws, maybe. There was enough. You know, but well, enough for an offense that can throw the ball down the field. To... Well, right. And, and I think it was also, too, we didn't have a kicker. So it's not like it was going to be throw, With throw, no throw, kicker. rush Boswell mm -hmm. on the field. This was going to be throw, throw, okay, chuck one into the end zone because that's that would have been our only play at that point. Yeah, um, Ian. What what were you thinking when when that happened? Uh, a, a whole litany of swear words. Oh yes. Uh, oh yes. My, my children were around, so I didn't utter them all, but they were all going <laughs> through my head. Um, <laughs> a, a whole bunch of creative four letter words. I'll just put it that mm -hmm. way. Yes. Um, and it was, it, it was. I mean, it was. I mean, I've seen this team do some really dumb things, but this might have been one of the dumbest. I mean, just the situationally, you know, always take the points in the first half. And, you know, just, just looking at the game as a whole, right? Like yes. Cleveland's coaches get lauded for being so data-driven and so smart and all this other stuff. They went for it on that fourth down in the first half, and that completely changed the game. I mean, they, they went for that fourth down. They turned over on downs. We got the ball back on a shorter field, went down and kicked a field goal to tie the game. Um, and then, I mean, you know, just punt, punt, punt. And then mm -hmm. we 
drive it down and have a chance to go up six to three, which isn't a lot, but nevertheless, at a game well, they, where they would have had seven at that point. It was well, didn't they score a touchdown to open the game? No, they scored a field goal. It was it was three three at halftime. Oh God, well, I'm thinking yeah. of the other way around. My my mistake. Yeah, yeah it was it was three three. And it was like, okay, well, we take the points, go into halftime up six to three, and then right. you know, that's right. Maybe you know, you come out and put some pressure on them, and if you can score again, um, and then we do this dumbass shit that's like, let's you know, and and I've said this before, if you're gonna go for it on fourth down, don't put the ball in somebody else's hands that's not Ben Roethlisberger. Like, if you're gonna go for it, go for it. If you're gonna like, don't have chris boswell roll out away from all his protection where like there you know the only thing between there's there's nothing between him and anyone i know they were trying to get him a clean look in the end zone but it was oh, just yeah. i mean it's stupid it was it was dumb and, so and, yeah. yeah and and then on top of that you get your kicker killed because you're rolling mm-hmm. him away from protection and you have no kicker in the second half of a game where you know, a division game, a division you know, game, yeah. right? Where you were even at the half, right? So, yeah. Where you're even you at the half, it. and then you know, I'm, I'm sitting there and the, watching the second half, and I'm like, all right, you know, we missed two two point conversions. Okay, so that's you know, two more points we could have had mm-hmm. if we would have kicked extra points. And then there was another time we were in field goal range, and yep. uh, you know, couldn't kick a field goal. So I was like, all right, well, um, <laughs> you know. Uh, Actually, the, yeah. So it, I was like, all right. Well, there was there was five points there that we left out on the board. Yes. And it's kind of like you know, if this had been a twenty to ten game, this would have been a definitive victory rather than a fifteen ten sweated out game in the end yep. too. Um, but it was yeah it, yeah. it needlessly put arguably one of your most important players at risk too. That's the other thing is that our team struggles to move the ball. We struggle to score mm-hmm. points. We mm-hmm. need all the points we can get. And we've seen how bad kicking has been around the league this year to have someone as consistent as Boswell be able to be out there. Like don't put him at physical risk I needlessly. The, the, if I analyze the actual play itself, here, here's, I, I go back and I, I, you know, you look at the one we ran against Tennessee, I believe it was, um, that was successful. There was uh, one was against that, Denver a few years Denver? ago, I think. Yes. Yeah. Where he threw it to Alvin Oiva and it did work. Yes. Yes. Okay. I was thinking we did Tennessee, but when you snap the ball directly to the kicker, I I think the problem there is those guys that are rushing off the edge immediately see what's happening. Whereas if you snap it to the holder, they still keep coming as though there's going to be a kick. Mm -hmm. So you kind of draw everybody in, then you can flip it to the kicker and at least go that route. Now, sure. That's more dangerous. Everything else you can get into that. And I agree with you. He, they wanted to get Boz an open look at the end zone. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I, I couldn't agree more. Get the points. It's three to three. It's a it's a slugfest. Neither team is doing anything offensively. Take the points. You get the ball coming back and go from there. And as far as the hit, I think it was 100% an illegal hit. Uh, the helmet came up under uh boswell's chin made contact with it it, to me it was a no-brainer i think they um i I think they panicked and didn't call it because he wasn't an actual quarterback and as gene steratore said the longtime referee um he he said it doesn't matter that's a passer it's a person that that took a shot 
helmet to helmet, basically. So, mm -hmm. you know, we, we've probably spent too much time on the field goal. But uh, I have one it, other note, too, to, just to branch off that yeah. point on yeah. the, the, the Browns supposedly smart coaches was that, yeah. you know, at the end of the game, the, the Browns are down 15 to 10 yep. and have the ball in a fourth and 12 before the two minute warning and have three timeouts left yep. and know that we don't have a kicker. Like, I don't know what the numbers are, but you would think if they kick a field goal there, yes. make it 15 to 13. And that was my concern. I'm sitting that, there watching the game. Yep. I'm like, they're going to kick a field goal here. They're going to make it 15 to 13. Yep. They're going to kick the ball off back to us, then use their three timeouts, and they're going to get the ball back with like a minute and 30 seconds yep. left and just need a field goal to beat I us. I thought the same thing. And I thought, why not kick won. the field goal? They went yep. for it on fourth and twelve. And yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was yeah. it was very odd. <laughs> You're right for a, for a team that is so analytics and data driven. It it was shocking to me. I, I yeah. really thought that's what they were going to do. They'd kick the field goal and then and then just uh, use those timeouts and, and force us. And I and I will say this too at the end of the game there. The throw that Ben makes to Deontay yeah. um, that essentially yes. seals the game. Wow. I mean, I, I you guys remember, we all remember how conservative we would be at the end of games. When we yeah. even when we didn't have a running game, we would try to pound the ball and then we'd have to punt it away and and more often than not leave it in the hands of our defense and sometimes yes. it worked, sometimes it didn't. It's I like them being aggressive the, the way they have the last few years. So I'll I'll take it. I'll definitely take it. Um as as far as other things in the game um, Ellie, you know, we, we haven't had John in a little while and I wanted to make sure that I got your thoughts on Najee Harris in terms of what you've seen and not just him, but the offensive line too. Um, are, are, is it going in a direction that you like right now? It's definitely trending upwards. You know, the first four games we had, I believe it was double digits, um, on the ground, the last three games over a hundred yard running each of the three can't remember exactly what they were but definitely mm -hmm. over 100 that's the kind of thing you want to see in a a new o-line that we have to give them time to gel and it, i'm also guilty of you know expecting it now you know sure. but they do need the time to become a more cohesive unit especially with two rookies and i think that they've done exactly what they need to do they're trending in the right direction and you can see that now i'm talking you can see that in i'm so sorry um in the way that they um that Najee harris has been performing because it, mm -hmm. it is a it's it's a it's a team effort without yeah. them increasing their ability um he cannot perform as well so i i like what i'm seeing from the o-line do they still make mistakes yes but particularly more and green i mean you'd expect inconsistencies from them because mm -hmm. they are rookies and seven games together is not a lot of games no. but i like what i'm seeing i'm impressed with the trend i think as long as we keep going upwards and i also saw i can't remember if someone wrote uh one of the analysts on twitter said that ben had a far longer throwing time this game than any game yes. we've had this so far this season yep. um that's another thing that we definitely want. We want more time to make good decisions. So I'm I'm happy with what I'm seeing. Yeah, and, and to me, that rise in that number is strictly because the running game, while I'm not going to say it's been successful, it's been way right. better. So, yeah, yes. that's helped. 
Yeah. Um, Ian, your thoughts on what you saw out of the, uh, the offense on, on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I was, I was really encouraged in the second half that they were able to put two touchdown drives together. Um, the, the biggest thing for me that I've been kind of keeping an eye on is uh basically how many touchdown passes Ben has because mm-hmm. I think only uh, I, I looked it up and I don't remember the number off the top of my head. So, uh, but like only like once or twice in the last probably now 14 games or so mm-hmm. has he had two touchdown passes in a game. Um, right. it was, it's only been once this year and he had two against Indy last year. But I think like since that Washington game last year, I don't think he's had two touchdown passes in a game and hello, there's a foot here. <laughs> Hey, how you doing, buddy? Um, But but nevertheless, like you know, I I think that's the biggest difference is that now, like we've gotten, I'll say, consistent enough in the running game, and Najee's really good at making you know turning a two yard loss into a four yard loss or something like that. And that's yes, those are big yards that you get, and in the red zone, especially you know like we saw running the ball in the red zone works, and now we're getting to the point where okay, we're getting one rushing touchdown a game. And if we can just get that second passing touchdown a game from Ben, like then maybe we can score like 24 points in a game and, and <laughs> have a chance and not have to win these like 15 to 10 games anymore that are, mm-hmm. you know, basically relying on the defense to ball out all the time. I mean, and, and really credit to the defense too. They gave mm-hmm. up points on Cleveland's first drive of the game. They gave up a field goal. Yep. And on the first drive of the second half. And other than that, they shut them out, which yeah. I mean, that's yep. a an offense that put up what 45 points against us in the playoffs last year so 48 48 something yeah. like that yeah yeah um yeah and and i i think you guys nailed it, it it's it's trending upward Najee is the type of guy who's not going to lose yards he, he's going to make something out of nothing every time and and i thought the one particular run was like the perfect summation of his game so far i i believe it was the fourth down that we went for it and he was stopped um, and he just kept churning and kind of buried his back, you know, almost going backwards and just pushed and pushed and pushed. And he got it. He got the first time. Yeah. I don't know that that happens with James Conner last year. It definitely doesn't happen with Benny Snell. I mean, that's why you go get a guy like this in the first round, you know, uh, to me, because that, that was a huge thing. So, um, yeah, we'll we'll talk a little bit more about that. I do want to make sure that that everybody uh, does know that we are really really happy to be presented to you um, by Deck Roofing of South Florida. Uh, Deck serves Broward and the Palm Beach counties. Whether it's commercial, industrial, residential, or condos, contact Deck Roofing today by visiting deckroofing.com. And uh, real quick, I got a, a text message from uh, from Mr. John Deck himself. It was a photo. Uh, of a truck down in Florida, and I, I didn't recognize the truck, and I thought maybe he got a new one, and it was actually somebody that had one of our stickers in the window um, all the way down in Florida, so he's like, man, you got to check this out, and he took the photo and sent it, and it was great, so nice. we're, we're we're going nationwide. nationwide you really so. are. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, like, that's like how the Erie International Airport says they're international because they fly across Lake Erie to Canada. <laughs> Yes, our, our our local airport's the same way. <laughs> Fly to Canada. We're international. Yeah. Um, I, I, I wanted to mention one more thing on the offensive line. Um, the fine folks at Pro Football Focus. Um, Suck. Thank you. They graded Dan Moore, the rookie, 
um, with a pass protection grade of 0.0. Okay? That's sick. Well, that to me, when I see that, that means that every time Ben Roethlisberger dropped back, he either got hit or sacked. That That's what that means to me, if it's 0.0. Right. Dan Moore uh, gave up a sack. He gave up a few QB hits. Um, but there's a whole lot of other plays where he did just fine. How in the world do, do you grade something like that? I, I mean, I, I nobody knows their criteria, which is part of their secret. Yes. But, I, Ellie, did you see 0.0? I didn't see 0.0. I did not see 0.0, and I don't think they did either. I think they were maybe just twisting the knife because we were upset about them giving uh, Miles Garrett the defensive player of the week or whatever they're Oh, that, is, yes. Like, are you sure? And I think that they came at us like, well, I'm going to give Dan Moore zero. So I'm like, okay, well, whatever you say. And it's fodder for podcasts like this. So they, they probably love yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Too. So Ugh. good for them, I guess. They get oh the red, but it's not a, it was not, he's not 0. 0.0. Uh, You're right. Just, he did give up some yeah. hits and a sack. But I also thought, I actually think he's, he's better in pass protection than he is when he's doing like any kind of, well, I don't know. There was good push actually for the run. So I can't really say that against him either. I, mm-hmm. Was it his best game? No, but it wasn't his worst game. Right. Yeah. Who has so, their best yeah. game against Miles Garrett? You know, yeah. I mean, right, uh, exactly. And honestly, know? the fact that he with he held him as much as he did and mm-hmm. Miles Garrett wasn't trucking over Ben every single drive. God, that's worthy of more than 0.0 in my opinion. <laughs> I agree. Ian? If if that was a 0.0, then whatever Al Villanueva did in week one against uh, the Raiders playing for Baltimore was like a negative 200. Because, I mean, if, you're, <laughs> right. if you want to talk about like that's bad right. games by an offensive tackle, I mean, <laughs> he got rocked in that game. Yes. And and he the Raiders did. have some good pass rushers. Don't yes. get me wrong, but Miles Garrett's a Pro Bowl pass yeah. rusher too. I mean, he's an all-pro guy, you know, number one overall pick, all that stuff. So, yeah, it's, you know, it, uh, and, and I mean, I, I kind of fall in the middle here. Like, mm-hmm. the guys on local radio here were just effusively praising Dan Moore for his performance against Miles Garrett. They're like, he held his own. He only gave up one sack and two QB hits to Miles Garrett, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, he had help a lot of the time. He did all right. He didn't do great. It wasn't like, um, oh, what was the game? Uh, like Marcus Gilbert against Von Miller, the one year yes. against the Broncos, where like we thought Marcus Gilbert was going to get killed, and then he just came out and yeah. just stoned Von Miller. Yep. Um, it, it wasn't that good, but it wasn't like zero point zero bad either. No. Then it yes. was, it was, no. you know, he held his own. They they schematically did some things to help him, which they needed to do. But you should help against a guy like Miles Garrett or a Von Miller or something like that. Like you shouldn't right. just leave your tackle out there to dry. Um, you know, TJ Watt gets you know double and triple teamed all the time, and no one's like, oh yeah, that tackle deserves a zero because he got help from the running back blocking TJ Watt. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's an excellent. Point. Yeah, what did what did Seattle's tackle get for uh, his game against TJ Watt a couple weeks ago? You know, <laughs> negative eighteen point yeah, five. Who, like I mean, that. who knows? I mean, that's the thing about their grading system; it's such a joke. Um, let, let me actually, I'm going to stay on the O line. One more thing here, Ellie how how excited are you to finally see Zach Banner? It, it seems like we're getting closer. And, it, and everything that I am hearing is that he'll probably slide in in place of Chooks um, because he is better in the running game. 
But are you ready to see Zach finally? I mean, God, what was it? The first game of last season? Was yeah. that when he got injured? Season God, season opener. That is a long time. Um, yeah, I'm definitely excited to see him back. I think that that position is definitely one that should be fought for because I'm not sure that Chuk's really... He's definitely the most vulnerable, I would say, on that line mm. at the moment in terms of position holding. So, mm-hmm. yeah, why not? Why not? At the very least, I, I when I was watching the video that came out this week about... Um, Mike Tomlin's Tomlinisms. One yeah. of them was two dogs, one bone, and the idea of um, everybody should be competitive for their position. So yeah, that's two dogs, one bone. Let's see who who earns that spot, I guess. Uh, well, and, and, and allow me to do a quick, um, um, uh, I, I guess, shout out to our friends at dc4lcustomtees.com because um, not only I'm I'm wearing one of our pad, podcast t-shirts tonight, as a matter of fact, but um, they just put out a shirt, I think today, um, that's all Tomlinisms, and yes. it is fantastic. It's it's basically Tomlin sitting at the table doing a press conference, and and they just uh, Dan there at DC Pharrell has a did a great job putting all the different Tomlinisms in there. So check it out, DC Pharrell Custom uh, Awesome shirt. Christmas is coming. Get those gifts, kids. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah. Ian, what anything else on Banner? Um, I think they I, they'll probably work him in slowly. Although I completely agree with Ellie that Chooks has definitely been the weakest link on the offensive line. Um, you know, and and I think too though, you know, with Eric Ebron's injury, that gives you an opportunity at least to kind of do the the heavy sets with the extra tight ends and whatever, and do Zach Banner as the you know tackle eligible for a game or two just to kind of work him back in, get him back into shape, get him ten to fifteen snaps a game before you just you know throw yes. him out there for sixty offensive snaps at, at a tackle True. spot. True, and and you know speaking but of the heavy, terrible. Yeah, I agree. Ellie was yeah. There. I, I, you know, I was just going to say, speaking, speaking of the, the heavy formations, I, I, I have to give a little bit of a shout out. And I know Ben would probably laugh and I don't care because he's not here and he's stupid. Um, Zach Gentry, if I told you he was going to have six catches and 60 yards at this point in the season, would any of you have agreed to that? I mean, no, maybe in like not. the XFL or something, well, but exactly. I mean, his, his stats are on par with Jesse James right now, who who ironically plays for the Bears, who we see this week. Um, good for the kid. I hope he doesn't kid catch is... it. Yeah. <laughs> very well played. Very well played. Um, but yeah, he's a good. He's he's turned himself into a very nice blocker, and and when Ben Roethlisberger has to throw him the ball, he catches the ball. You know, and that's yep. all I can ask out of a, a what essentially is a number three tight end. And so. Cleveland was so surprised that, uh, you know, they actually threw it to him. They didn't even decide to no. cover him on that was a second and 18 or something like that. And he converted it. I was like, uh, Ben threw it to him. I was like, who's this dude wide open? I was like, oh, it's Gentry. No wonder they weren't covering him. They he turned, him he ball. turned expecting to get creamed too. And yeah. he, and he yeah. was like, he's like, nobody's around me. And he started trucking up. I saw, um, I saw on the uh, someone posted some clips of the all twenty two, and I saw as well that um, yeah. um, Pat was actually using Zach Gentry for leverage by pushing off on his leg because if you, I don't know if you've seen some of the criticisms that he's really slow when he oh, starts off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he's been holding Zach and pushing off him to increase his speed as he as he fires off, and it worked <laughs> a couple times. That's a good teammate. Hey, this team is truly becoming a team. That's teamwork <laughs> right there. 
Um, hey, speaking of Zach Gentry, Mark, what happened to Michigan this week? They uh, they played Michigan State. Did they uh, continue on their undefeated season? Or did they, they sure did. A, they sure did. Staggeringly. Uh, hey, you know, disheartening it's an- loss. It's another stellar Jim Harbaugh season. We're gonna go. We're gonna go ten and two, and everybody is gonna be completely thrilled in Ann Arbor because he's gonna go to a big bowl game. He will not have gone to a conference championship. He won't have gone to the college football playoff. But, hey, as long as he's got 10 wins, people's expectations around here have just diminished. And that's all I'll say. Uh, Kudos to the Spartans. They deserve to win. Um, Ellie, I thought um, Ben Roethlisberger's best game was was Sunday. Um, And not just because he didn't turn it over. There were a lot of little moments where he made big throws. And he made really crucial protection calls. Um, what was your overall take on on what you saw from him? I definitely agree with you that that was his best game or one of his best games, definitely so far at least. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I know we talked about it before. I definitely attribute some of that to having a little bit more time to make those decisions, and I think that comes to the total cohesiveness of that offense at the moment, Mm -hmm. and I definitely felt that in this game, his connection with Deontay Johnson, which has been kind of hit and miss in some of the games recently, Mm -hmm. was a lot more um, uh, tuned in, especially with that amazing uh, and final throw where he, I don't know how many yards he ran for, but it was a beautiful route and it was so perfectly done. Mm-hmm. And I truly believe if he had of, if if he'd have just taken it at a slightly different angle, it could have been a touchdown. Because I feel like wasn't he? He it was he was he was definitely past the ten yard line before he was tackled. He he had so, the one um, pursuer uh, that I think yeah. had the angle on him. But but I yeah, I, it's hard to know what those guys are thinking because they're they're mm-hmm. so um, they're so ingrained to understand the situation of the game, which is get the first down and keep the clock running. You know, yeah. and and maybe that's what he was thinking about. Yeah, and I, credit I, to Deontay. Yeah, yeah, credit to Deontay too. You know, we've talked before about him making sort of dumb situational mm-hmm. decisions of coming up short of the sticks or going out of bounds when he shouldn't of staying in bounds and yes. getting down, you know, obviously yes. Scoring the touchdown was ideal there, but like staying in bounds was the second best thing he could have done. And yep. he could have run out of bounds when that guy had the angle on him. <clears throat> he made a point to go down in bounds. So yeah, credit I, to him for, yeah, absolutely. For heads up a, play it was there. a good throw too. It was a good yeah. throw. Oh man. Beautiful, beautiful dart of a of a pass and and yeah, great route and and everything was executed very very well there. And I really wish that two point conversion where he himself muscled <laughs> in. I wish that had stood because that was awesome. It reminded me of when he was the person that scored that touchdown in that Jags game. Do you remember at the yes, very end of it? yes, yes? It, was, it reminded me of that moment. I wish it had stood because that would have been we'd have needed it also but i, I really i love that yeah, it would have been nice right it was, yeah once again com- completely unexpected you know we yes. apparently don't have a quarterback sneak in the playbook no. but, ben, but ben can just tuck it and run and his old love ass it. slow feet with concrete shoes can still make it into the end zone somehow it's it's funny that you know his idol growing up was john elway um and which is why he wears number seven <laughs> excuse me and you know, in, in Elway's early career, he was a scrambler. He he was a guy that could make plays with his feet just like Ben could. But, but yeah. later on, you know, in his, his last run to the Super Bowl there that, that they won, he wasn't moving real well either. <laughs> and so I thought of that on that play. And yeah. um, 
God, I, I did. I felt terrible that he didn't he didn't get to keep that play, but uh, uh, at least we know he can do it if necessary. Yes, um, definitely. Yeah. Keeps let the me, defense is honest. Absolutely. Let me just take a quick opportunity to uh, remind everybody uh, to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code uh, TPPN. Bet $1 on either team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code TPPN. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL and, of course, of us here at the Pigskin Podcast Network. Um, You must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit, $1 wager required. Uh, So, again, thanks to the folks there at DraftKings, too. Okay, we've got the Bears coming in. Monday Night Football. and The Bears. Bears. Ellie, your excitement level on on a scale of 1 to 10 that we're wearing color rush uniforms. 11. Yes, I 11 is the correct answer. I love it. I think it looks so good. It oh, does. Best, it does. Best it, it, it's the best, and we're biased. I don't mind saying it. It's the best no. color rush uniform in all of pro football. I don't care I what anybody else says. More. I could not I, agree more. I love it. Just it just is. It just is. Yeah, now, that said, I don't ever want to see the highlighters come out. And and it wasn't that what, what Dan Rooney said, or was it Art Rooney too? Ian that said that uh, that he'll his they'll never wear the gold on gold as long as he's around. Yeah, oh, really? one of them, yes, yeah. one of them said that. And and when okay. I saw the gold jerseys, the gold color rust jerseys in the pro shop, I thought, oh, maybe that is coming. Um, but so far it's not because we're going strictly with the black on black um yeah. this this weekend. So you're you're obviously excited about this. I love. I think it's so. It just yeah. looks so good under the lights. I just think it's a really. It, that, beautiful it does. Journey. It does. Mm-hmm. And I believe our record is six and one. I think that's yeah. right. Yeah. I can't remember who beat us, but it was like maybe two years ago or something. <sighs> was it Buffalo? Yeah, I think you're right. It was. Was Buffalo. it when Ben wasn't playing? Yeah, it was when Ben well, wasn't playing. That was the, the duck people, game. Well, Big Ben is undefeated in the color rush. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so the, the the Bears come in. They've beaten us the last three times we've played them. Um, yep. We we had the famous uh, uh, national anthem. Everybody stand in the tunnel except for Villanueva game in Chicago that we lost in overtime. We got blown out at home. I think Jay Cutler had a huge game that night, which I think was also a Monday night or a Sunday night. Yeah. Um, and and I don't remember night. the one previous to it, but or uh, to those, but um, Chicago's had our number. And it was and, another stupid game. Yeah. What yeah. Was, it, was it the game where, do you remember? I'm sure it was the Bears where. Um, they blocked our field goal. He ran all the way to the end zone, did a dance before he went into the end zone, and we put, we prevented the touchdown. I think. He oh, that's that right. Game. It was. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, who caught him? It was it Vance McDonald that caught it him. It was Vance McDonald. Yeah, yeah. that was the. Yeah. yeah, that was the last game. That was the 2017 game. That's right. That was the that, same as the the national anthem game. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, was it? And, yeah. And uh, we, we fumbled a punt, if I remember correctly. Uh, mm-hmm. In that game, it was just yeah. it was one of those Murphy's Law type games. Nothing, nothing seemed to work. Um, do you feel better, Ian, about this week against uh, this team? I mean, they're they're <clears throat> struggling. Um, yeah. Their their defense is good. 
Um, it, it seems like stupid right. stuff always happens when we play the Bears, though, especially in Chicago, though, yep. right? Like that that 2017 game not only was the anthem game, but we, you know, Mike Glennon was playing quarterback for them, who's had our number somehow over the years. Yes. Um, but like I think he threw for like a hundred yards that game, but we somehow couldn't stop the run. Um, and yeah, that was oh, that was right. dumb. The the 2013 game w- was a Monday night game. I remember being there for because that was the year we started 0 and 4. I think that was the third game, and then we went to uh, London the London. next week and lost to Min- Minneapolis. But like yep. Cutler, had, you're right. Cutler had thrown like four interceptions the week before, mm-hmm. and then he came out and threw like four touchdowns against us. And I think we had, I think. They had either multiple, at least one. No, they had two. I'm looking up now. They had two defensive touchdowns in that game. They returned yeah. an interception and a punt and a fumble for a touchdown. Um, right. So, like the final score of 40 to 23 was a lot worse than the actual game was. It was mm-hmm. just that like they scored defensive touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the one before that would have been 2009. Um, and we, I remember losing that game too in Chicago, and that was another dumb one. That was yep. like a seventeen to fourteen game. It was a weird seventeen game. to fourteen. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And that was that was the year that Pouncey got hurt the first week of the year, um, wasn't it? No, no. no. Mm-hmm. Two thousand nine. That was the year before Pouncey. Year before. That was the, that yeah. was the Sean Mahan disaster at center. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> and they wound up. They. Yeah, we we blew a fourteen to seven lead. They came That's back right. in the fourth quarter and. Cutler again, you know, just yeah. yeah. Um, but at any rate, this team, Justin Fields has been turning the ball over. Mm-hmm. Um, Justin Fields is very loose with the ball in the pocket. He's very prone to being strip sacked. Their offensive line's not that good. They do have a pretty good running game. I mean, David Montgomery's a good back, and yep. Khalil Herbert's been coming on for them. Um, so their their running game is good. They're gonna do what they can to take the pressure off fields, and their their defense is pretty good. And for a team like the Steelers, where we are now, that doesn't score a whole lot of points, mm-hmm. um, you know, this one could be a bit of a nail biter. But you know, Fields I don't think has quite figured out the speed of the NFL game just yet. Um, he started to show some improvement, but um, we also now have some mobile inside linebackers that can actually slow down running quarterbacks um, yeah. to prevent him from stepping up and, and doing what he does with his feet. So, I mean, I, I like our chances, um, but the, the Bears have been this weird team over the last they couple have. of years, too, that like everyone thinks they suck, but they found a way to make the playoffs the last couple of like a couple times. They do. And, you know, they just find and, a way. Uh, yeah, it's it's been um yeah, I don't know. Some they're they're that like mediocre team that's been just good enough to to make the playoffs a couple times, and yeah, this is the kind of game that those mediocre teams win. But like, there's a lot of mediocre teams out there right now, you know. Wow. Um, that yeah. like just looking around the league, right? Like, um, I don't know. Let's take New Orleans. They look terrible against Seattle. And then they came out and beat Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. Is Carolina good or bad? Is Kansas City good or bad? They almost lost to the Giants. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of mediocrity out there now. The, the Bears, the Vikings, the Patriots, the Colts, <clears throat> the Titans just lost Derrick Henry, who was yeah, you know most that's of their gonna offense. Be, that's so, going to change the skate, the landscape of the conference. I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, the the Ravens barely beat the Lions. They needed basically a miracle to beat them. The 
Bungles returned to being the Bungles this past week. So, like, who knows what's going on in this league right now? Um, and honestly, the most important thing is just to keep stacking wins. You just keep stacking yes. wins, and that's yep. all you can do. And, and I totally agree. These two games scare the crap out of me um, because they're games we're supposed to win. We've seen this before where we've come off a big win um, and then come back and, and laid an egg. Um, and certainly if we enter the Detroit game and they're still winless, being where I am from, that is going to be awful if we lose that game. Um, so I am making a plea right now. Do not lose that game. <laughs> Let's just leave it at that. Um, so, Ellie, what uh, – what do you see happening in this game on Monday night? We have kind of the weekend off, if you will. Um, give give us what you hope to see and, and what's your prediction for a final score? I mean, I hope to see, I would really love to see um, a big scoring game. If, if out of the last two weeks that we've played, if you were to give me a, a game that I would expect a high scoring game, this would be it. I would like mm-hmm. to see um, more points than 15. This would be ideal. But... And that doesn't mean I think they'll lose. I expect us to play down because we do. And I just have to be honest. And I think that it will, there'll be moments where we will struggle. It just seems yeah. to be that some teams are our hubris. The Raiders, the Bears. You're right. Is there anyone else I can think of? I can't think of anyone Those else. Those are the two main culprits. Those yeah. are the two main culprits that get yeah. us. And I really hope we break that trend. But I do expect it to be more of like a slugfest than we expect. Okay. That's very fair. Yeah. But you expect a win. But I do expect to win. Okay. In that color rush form, I expect to win. <clears throat> gotcha. Ian, what, what do you think will happen in, in your prediction? Yeah, um, that's a good question. Uh, I, I agree with Ellie that, I mean, this is this has all the makings of like a 13 to 10 kind of game where we have to sweat it out unnecessarily mm-hmm. um, yep. just because – of everything you know um i ideally yeah we would you know get up you know 14 nothing in the first half and just cruise to you know maybe a a comfortable like 27 to 10 victory or something like that 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 would be glorious real nice um but you know like right now um the i think the the bears have let me see here i think they're they're one of the worst offenses in the league as far as i i'm actually almost certain of that primed uh, for their best game against yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> it, they're 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 32nd so they're dead last in yards per game um and they are i think 31st in points per yeah they're 31st in points per game averaging 15 points per game um and so we to be beat. Oh, we're, I know. We're, I just hey, wish they were, we're more in the middle. We're averaging so a, a blistering 18.9 points per game. So, um, and and really, I think what scares me the most is if if Boswell was healthy, I'd feel a lot better about this. Yes. Game. But him being just like that little bit questionable. Yeah. Um, although we did sign Josh Lambeau, who I was shocked was out there because he's been a decent kicker. Decent but kicker. that just tells you, you know, how these kickers just kind of mm-hmm. come and go. Yeah. Um, so so yeah but if if we had boswell i'd feel a lot better about it but yeah i feel like this has all the makings of another low scoring defensive struggle so what i'll say is if we don't turn the ball over we win this game we just you know if if we if we no turnovers we win this game Mm -hmm. i I don't see how we lose this game if we turn if we don't turn the ball over 
I, I, I agree with both of you. I, I just, I have an expectation right now that uh, it's going to be ugly. Last week was a slugfest. It's a rivalry game. You give everything you've got. Not, not to say that these players don't give everything they got every week, but we all know right. there's a different level of that. Um, and, and so I do think we'll see some ugliness for sure on Monday night, but I, I am going to hope that between the excitement of the crowd, the color rush, um, that maybe that carries us to a little bit more. So I, I, I'm thinking we might pull out like 23, 16, something like that. Um, and, and everything I'm being told is that Boz will play. He, he should come out oh, of concussion good. protocol tomorrow, maybe Saturday at the latest, but Tomlin was real positive about it. So that's where I'm at. And before we leave, uh, a very important question that I did not ask is that, Ian, what are you drinking tonight? I am drinking some of Terry Bradshaw's finest bourbon, which is delicious, and I highly recommend it for everyone because Terry well, Bradshaw makes a damn fine bourbon. Yes, he does. And and I also <laughs> went with Terry Bradshaw bourbon tonight. Anytime you beat the Cleveland Browns in Cleveland, you have to have some of this. Mm-hmm. Um, now, uh, Ellie, I know you've been running around this evening, so you may not have had a time for a, an adult beverage. Have you had a chance to grab anything to drink tonight? I haven't had a chance to grab anything okay. tonight. I'm monitoring very rowdy animals who I'm sure you can I horrify I'll be horrified if you can hear how annoying they are they're right here <laughs> breathing heavily and I keep thinking please the mic not picking that is up. that what that He's was like, I, thought, <laughs> I thought they were like stalkers outside the window or something <laughs> and there's another one here and the cat in the back I mean they're all just mauling me as I'm trying to have a conversation oh, it's, and it's like, crying and we're, gonna, we're gonna host a new podcast week next week it's called Ellie's Zoo uh, it really is a zoo. Yeah, that's well, funny. You know, if you wanted to do this podcast at like seven o'clock, you could see my zoo. That is yeah. literally <laughs> we chaos. Have to compete with each other. Yeah, I mean, uh, I have a, I have a kid sleeping over here right now, but you know, it's all good. That's so cute. Unbelievable. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, well, we'll get everybody out of here after all that. But uh, thank you both for being here tonight, as usual. And thank all of you for tuning in to the SCB Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated of South Florida. And hey, go Steelers. Fuck the Browns. The Browns Whoa! <laughs> we didn't talk about how we ruined them. We didn't. Yeah, we, we totally minute. wrecked wait them. Wait a minute. I didn't end the broadcast. Not oh, yet. wait. We ruined them. Huh? Did, did we ruin the Browns? Because we beat them and then they've gone to hell in the last five days. <laughs> I know. The only thing. Yeah, yeah, that was a preemptive ending by me. Uh, uh, you got Odell's father uh, sending out video yes. of all the times Baker doesn't find his son when he's open. Um, and, and now it looks like they're done with Odell, period. They've told him to stay home the last few days. You know, Baker's wife, I guess, has been like like liking tweets that uh, it's just crazy. Mm-hmm. Did we break them? I think it we did. like it, yeah. Oh, my God. I, I just never dreamed. I mean, I thought that team was going to the Super Bowl this year. Yeah. I know. Wow. Would you believe it? Stranger things, right? Yeah. Uh, anyway. Okay. That's it. Now we mentioned it. Uh, this has been the SCV Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated of South Florida. And, hey, go Steelers. Ian? Uh, Ravens suck. And oh, there we ben, go. Who also sucks for not being on with us tonight. He's traveling to Pittsburgh. Oh, screw for the him. Game. He's going to yeah. the game Monday night and he had to pack. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it takes me like three minutes. Him, it takes two hours. All right, yeah. we're out of here.